Well, good evening, everybody. This is the opening episode of Hints of Hope from the House, also known as H3. Uh, my name is Chris Ballard, worship minister for Believers Worship Center in College Grove, Tennessee. And this is, of course, Ivan Sheffield, Dr. Ivan Sheffield. Well, I'll just be uh, Brother Ivan on this. And uh, every uh, Wednesday night that we do the podcast, uh, if you call in or we're talking to any, you know, anybody on there and you've got questions and everything, I'll remember it's Brother Ivan. I'll go by that. All right. Well, Brother Ivan, let's uh, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, obviously, we're excited for this, and, and I know our members at BWC are excited for this, or at least I hope they are. If they're not, they've been lying to us. All That's right. We're, we're excited right. about it. <laughs> so we're going to cover a new topic every week. Uh, we thought we would start out this week by telling everybody a little bit about uh, who we are and what our ministry is at, at BWC and, and give you an idea of who you're listening to and what's going on. So um, I'll, I'll share with you guys a little bit about myself. Uh, most people, I think, at BWC know me pretty well now, but, uh, but again, it's, it's Chris Ballard. Uh, originally from uh, from Middle Tennessee, I'm one of the few people who can say I am a Tennessean. Been here all my life, and uh, originally was from Hermitage. Grew up, went to school in Hermitage in Nashville. Most of my, uh, I think my my music background and education is from that area, playing in and around Nashville bars and and uh, anybody that would let me play. Really uh, hooked up with Ivan, going on four or five years, five years. now. Uh, over at the old El Bethel Church, and uh, man, just been on fire and, and and doing this gig with you and 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 God and letting Him opening up doors for for me and my family and our ministry since then. And um, man, I, that's it in a nutshell. Well, it's been a great ride, <laughs> let me tell you. Absolutely. For those of you that uh, are really not familiar with BWC, uh, I am the pastor at BWC, Ivan uh, Sheffield. Uh, started preaching in 1981, just a few years ago. Uh, uh, was ordained in 1987, and I actually have been a student of the Bible all my life. I was uh, raised, and I actually uh, teethed on a Baptist hymnal. So whenever you're talking about being in church all your life, I was, I've been in church my whole life. And uh, one of the things that I really relate to is my mom probably taught me more about the Bible than college did. And so whenever I'm saying, and it's really true, I mean, she had a verse for every day. She had a verse for everything that happened. But uh, we've been here at Believers Worship Center since uh, 2019. And we moved out here on College Grove and we're just having a great time. Uh, the Lord blew through quite a few services here lately, and we really appreciate the spirit. But we've always wanted to make sure that we deal with questions. We always want to make sure we deal with biblical questions. And then when you have a biblical question, you normally try to find a biblical answer. So that's what we're going to be doing on these Wednesday nights. And also just find out where you are and what's going on with your life. Uh, we're going to hook it up for some calls later on, and then we're just going to have some fun going through the Bible and learning about each other and learning about the Bible. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this one. Uh, for those members online or who will listen to this later, you know it's no secret that Ivan and I rarely stick to the program. Very rarely. Very rarely. 
So what, uh, what we may have intended to go through this evening kind of got, uh, as will often happen, kind of get uh, waylaid earlier mm -hmm. this week. And I'm going to give full credit or blame, however we want to call it, to, uh, to Jimmy Carney because he, uh, he, he sat in for you this Sunday. Yes, Appreciate and, that, uh, Jim. Yep, thank you for that, Jimmy. Great message, great sermon. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all, I think all of us have heard the sermon uh, or a sermon on the prodigal son, but rarely does anybody dive into the other brother. Right. Uh, his other brother, Daryl, as, as we would joke. <laughs> And uh, I'm glad that Jimmy did. Um, it's an interesting topic to cover uh, when you get the other side of things. So That's thanks right. to that, Jimmy. But but he said something on Sunday that, that really stuck out for me um, because I just had a similar situation on, on Saturday prior to that. And what he said was, and maybe some of you heard this, uh, what he said was, it's so easy, it seems hard. Right. And my mind instantly, I went to two things. One on Saturday, I was trying to fix Leslie's car, and it was the entire central nervous system of her engine. The entire electrical box had to come out, and then I had to put a new one back in, fuses, and the whole line yard. I want to break right here and say, better you than me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I was wishing you were in town. <laughs> but uh, when I got the, the whole thing came out with five clips. Mm -hmm. Five Easy. clips. It took me 10 YouTube videos to figure out how to do it, and it was five clips. And so I was standing there looking at this thing and I thought, man, there's no way that's going to go back in there that easy. Like there's just something missing here. And so that washed over, went away. And then on Sunday, Jimmy said what he said in his sermon. And it made me think how many things in, in our lives as Christians or even as non-Christians trying to figure this out, right, are so easy that it seems hard. hard. Yeah, we, we make, make it, it hard. hard. Because somehow it's more comfortable to us if it's difficult. So we were texting back and forth yeah. and we were talking about that subject. And then, you know, the Lord just uh, let me just take off with it. And, you know, sometimes I get a thought process and I can't can't sleep. Not I can't you. get, you know, not me. But uh, we came up with a question tonight that we want everybody to think of. And then we're going to talk about it and we're going to give you some scripture about it. But... The question tonight is salvation, is it easy or is it hard? Now, first of all, you have to separate. We're talking about salvation, not living a Christian life. Living a Christian life is hard. Amen. We, we have fights, we have troubles, we have storms that come up in our life. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the basic, and we're getting down to the basics, Chris. We're really looking at it on, uh, is salvation... Is it easy or is it hard? The idea is sometimes we make it harder than it really is. And we look at salvation. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, it's a very simple statement. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A lot of people take that scripture and try to put a lot of stipulations on it. I'm no doubt you've been in churches where They've put a lot of stipulations on being a Christian or being saved. Well, and I think, you know, for me, just as soon as you said that, and we were talking about it this week, you know, even Jimmy's trial that, mm -hmm. that we had at the end of service Sunday where he he divided us up, and, and, I, and I saw the article that he had to be referring to uh, earlier this week as well, where was the thief on the cross, did he go to heaven? And the 
the, the we made it hard, right? That right. was the trial. Is well, mm -hmm. but he didn't do this, and he didn't pray, mm -hmm. and he did he, he didn't do communion, and he didn't he didn't have all of that. So we've made in our minds the the thought or the idea of salvation, the procedural salvation, right? We made that difficult, and yeah, I mean, like you said, and like the Bible says, it's it's, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. But I don't think as as humans as as Earth people that have to live here in these confines, that we can we can understand that we have well, to have the complicated nature. Yeah, of it. I, I dug into a little bit, and a lot of people says he didn't have a chance to pray, but he had a thought process. Mm -hmm. And what is a thought process but a prayer? But what is a prayer but a thought process? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so I think what whenever he said, you know, whenever he was talking to Jesus, he had that thought process. He wasn't going to be like the other thief. He wanted to separate himself. And he wanted to, for the Lord to have mercy on him. So whenever we're talking about needing a prayer to be saved, no, a prayer is good, but you need a thought process. You need to think about where you're at and what's going to take you from that lost condition or being lost or not, not being saved and, and how are we going to find God. So there's got to be a thought process there. Uh, I was thinking to myself whenever we were doing this, a lot of evangelists and a lot of pastors and a lot of preachers try to put a barbed wire fence around the Lord and say you have to jump that fence to get to Jesus. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people believe in easy believism. Yeah. And, I, and, and, you know, whenever I'm looking at it, I don't want people to go through the barbed wire fence and be bloody and everything and be... All you've got to do is is come to the Lord as you are. Well, and I think that's, you know, and most people I would say would agree, but I think that's probably a common deterrent mm -hmm. to people who have not made that decision, who have not made that choice, made that profession, is is that barbed wire that, that's there, even though it's not, mm -hmm. you know? I think, and, and I'm sure that we could probably get somebody to chime in and agree with us here later, but... Yeah. but we have, through our own failings, I think, mm -hmm. made it to be more than it is. The, no, it must, just, it must just be a text message. But we've made it be, we've made it this this complicated thing, mm -hmm. as we tend to do, right? And that has become a real deterrent, not only to those who who haven't made that decision yet, but I think as as new followers. Often there's that sense of okay, I did this, but that that seems too easy. Mm -hmm. Like I, I there's got to be something else to it. Mm -hmm. Well, I was raised up with the Romans Road. Everybody said, you know, you have to go down the Romans Road. Well, I believe that no matter what way you go to Christ, Christ is there. In other words, you might take a rough road. You might take an easy road. Some of us are raised in church and we get saved in church. Some of us are out of church and we get saved. Some of us have, you know, I've, I've prayed about this and it's the truth. Some of us have deathbed confessions yep. and they get saved right before they, you know, before they die. I know uh, in my life, I've been involved with about three people that got saved and then the next week lost their life. Man. And, and so a lot of people said, well, you know, do you really believe they are saved? Do I know as a pastor and as somebody that studied the Bible all my life. Can I sit here and look in Chris Ballard and say, you're saved or not? No, I can't. But I will tell you, 
your life will tell me if you're saved or not. In, in other words, what fruits do you have? What are you doing? Uh, I'm not saying that you're perfect. Okay, let me rephrase that. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying anybody's perfect, right. but we're forgiven. And so whenever we look at it, uh, Romans Rose says in Romans chapter 10, it's really easy that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. In verse 10, it says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek at that time. That's the biggest difference. We can... We can throw that away and say there's no difference between a Methodist, a Baptist, a Pentecostal, or anybody else. It's not the Jewish and the Greek. You don't you don't mean that. There, yeah. oh, there's got to be hundreds of differences. Not in the saved sense. <laughs> but it says that between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whenever we're looking at that, the one thing that I grasp on that thing is there's two things that need to be in tune to get saved. One, it's got to be in your heart. And two, it's got to be in your mouth. In other words, you have to ask for it. Well, so in Jimmy's example, and we, as we're talking here, you know, the, the thief on the cross, he certainly had it in his mouth. Right. right? The Bible mm -hmm. talks about him calling out and, and talking directly to Jesus and and, uh, you know, I think uh, in today's day and age, certainly we've all uh, been in, in a position where where it might have felt like we was about to meet Jesus. <laughs> right. Really close. Uh, yeah. Many times in my life I felt I was leaving the earth here. Yeah. And um, I wanted, you know, you want to make sure that things are right. <laughs> we've all had that, you know, when Elizabeth. It's right, the big it's one, Elizabeth. The big one. It's coming. These people are, we're dating ourselves. I know. <laughs> But we've all had that moment, right? I mean, whether you were sprawled out mm -hmm. in a car wreck or, you know, Friday night was a little too hard on your body, but we've had that moment. And, and I think, you know, what, what do you do in that position? And I think most of us, if we've been in that boat or if we've not been in that boat, um, you know, you, you get real loud, mm -hmm. uh, as yeah. loud as you can be at that point. And it's certainly in your mouth. And I think there's no arguing that it was in his mouth at that time. Um, there's the, it talks loudly about the okay. fact that I'm, I'm reading some posts. Debbie Hall says Chris needs to move his mic down when we see his nose only. So you need to move your mic <laughs> like this, like. But uh, thanks, Debbie. <laughs> well, that's the reason we've got this here. So, this is so, so. Thank you for your help. We really appreciate it. And if, if anybody's got any comments. Throw them out there. We'll be glad to let you chime in. And also, uh, it might get us on the spot. But that's what this is about. This is about... Uh-uh. No, <laughs> yes, it is. It's not. It is. It's not about my nose. No, no, no. It's about them typing stuff and us catching it. So And putting it on the air. So that's what you need to do. Go ahead. I'll give you permission to write stuff out. The problem with that is, <laughs> and, and people don't know this, is the captain, I'm not going to out her because oh, we okay, don't know yeah. who might download this, but the captain over there is my number one favorite to let me know on Sunday mornings. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know what she lets you know. Yeah. yeah. She knows what she lets me know. Well, I'm just so glad that people keep you in check, okay? They, they do. <laughs> but whenever we're talking about the thought and the prayer, 
everybody, I will say, that gets saved, no matter if you're young, no matter if you're seven years old, you grew up on the same pew, you went to the same church, you, you get a longing in your heart, and it becomes a thought process. And that thought process is what draws you to Jesus. I mean, whenever I had a friend and he was running from the Lord, and this was back in the early 80s, mid 80s, and he didn't like church. A lot of people don't like church. But he said, he says, but I'll come to your church. I'll bring my wife and we'll come to your church. And I knew that the Lord was dealing with him. And he says, but I'm not thinking like you think. Man. And, and I, you know, he says, I will tell you. He says, I'm going to come. I'm going to, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Him and his wife showed up. I'm at another church. In fact, I'm trying out for this church. Uh -oh. And it was near where he lived. And so, whoops, him and his wife show up. We have, we have singing. And you know how quiet I am and reserved as I am whenever people, people are singing. Yeah. We had a real good song service. I, I think I only preached about 20 minutes. But when I was preaching, I was watching every once in a while, I'd look at him and he was crying. Mm. And during that service, the Lord took his thought process and changed it around. Him and his wife both got saved that day. Man. And the whole thing about it was he's not thinking like I'm thinking. And I'll never forget that comment. Even though you might not be thinking like everybody else, at one point in your life, I think that's what the Lord intended was that we had to think and we have to approach him through our thought process, which is prayer. Which is prayer. And and we've talked about it in, in some of our Wednesday night classes. I know mm -hmm. uh, I did uh, last year we talked about as part of the... Uh, um, the prayer dynasty or duck dynasty mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday night classes we did, we talked about the simplicity of prayer. Right. And how prayer doesn't, we we flower it up sometimes and we often get folks that, uh, that don't feel comfortable praying in public or they don't feel comfortable talking about prayer because they feel like it has to be this. And again, that's what we're talking about tonight is that it has to be this complicated matter. We cannot fathom that prayer can be something as simple as you know just thank you it's a conversation it's as easy as that now i will bring this out there's a big difference between having classes to join a church yep than having classes to get saved some churches won't let you come to the altar till they make sure you understand well i'm i'm, I'm completely opposite i believe if the lord's dealing with you you come to the altar and we'll get fixed at the altar. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have to have a committee. No. And we don't have to have a vote. And we don't have to get you in a class and teach you scripture. Scripture comes after the saving. Gosh, I and, love that about BWC. <laughs> we, we're not worried about how you come to church. No. We're not worried about if you're close to the Lord or if you've been going through some trouble. I mean, I'll tell you this, and I say it all the time when I'm preaching and I say it when I'm picking at people. I have not always been close to the Lord. I've had my ups and downs. I've had my life moments. I've had a bunch of them, and I still have them. Sure. But the thing about it is, I would like BWC to be known that we're here for you to come as you are. 
not only we're talking dress, but whatever you're battling, yeah. whatever you're facing, we can the Lord will take care of it here. Just get here. You know, a lot of people, and a lot of churches too, for that matter, make that profession mm -hmm. to come as you are, right? Right. We take them all. But, well, there's a line in that song that says if that were true, then, then all Church. the churches would be crowded. But I also think that the, the second side of that is that people don't believe that you mean that, even if you mm -hmm. do. And I, I wholeheartedly, I mean, we've seen it at BWC. We, we mean it, right? Come where mm -hmm. you are. I mean, I, I don't bring your mistress to the altar with you, but if you got one, we still want you to come to church, maybe more so... Than, than, than others at times. Right. Um, you know, a lot of folks struggle in the modern church now with, uh, with gays and homosexuals and all that. And, and we've had a, a many of them come in and, and I think feel comfortable in our church and, uh, and, and certainly have come back. Uh, gosh knows what, what else we've, we've had in our church in terms of what people are, are dealing with from time to time that the rest of the church doesn't know. So I think it, it's great that well, we, we do have to come as you are. Jimmy just popped up and said, why do we have to pray if God already knows what we need, what you need? Why do we have to ask it for it? Man. Well, I think that's our question for next week. Absolutely. But uh, let me give you a short version of that, Jimmy. Sometimes when you were growing up, your mother and father knew what you wanted, but they waited for you to ask for it before they got it for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they knew what you needed. Uh, whenever you're asking about what do we pray for, a lot of people pray for many different things. Like me, I figured out not to pray for the lotto win, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I really, I can't pray for a new car. I pray I, for Denny's lottery ticket. Oh, yeah, because... Denny uh, knows that, what to do with That's it. sharing the love yeah, right there. Just, but, but I've come to the point to where we're definitely getting to the place where that's going to be our question for next week because we'll find some scripture on it. Yeah. But the thing about it is God sometimes wants us to ask so that he knows that we really need it. Yeah. In other words, we it's, it's a thought process. In other words, if I needed a new car, do I ask the Lord for a new car? He might give me an old one. Yeah. But it's new to me. And so whenever we're talking about asking for things, let's make sure that we ask for the right things. Yep. And let me tell you, one of the things we definitely need to ask for is the church to be more open. Yep. And for us to understand that not everybody's on their trouble sheet. In other words, some people come to church just to have fellowship. Some people come to church to get help. Some people come to church just to get close to the Lord. Now, I will tell you, I'll jump back to Sundays. Uh, I enjoyed preaching that Sunday when the Lord blew through here. I mean, I didn't have any problem finding stuff to say. And, and I didn't have any trouble with what the thought process was because when the Lord blows through and you should have, uh, Jimmy, I'm going to tell you like this. I was asking the Lord coming to church, we need something. I was expecting something to happen. I was asking for something to happen and the Lord granted it. And so I, will, I feel good that the Lord honored my prayer and it might've been somebody else's prayer. He could have not even heard mine. Yeah. I'm just picking. Well, yeah. but, but 
we, you know, if we all get in like minds and this coming Sunday morning, I challenge everybody there that if you want to come out to BWC, be prayed up and be ready because we're not going to put any situations on this is what's going to happen. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Did y'all hear that? What he, what, let me summarize that for you. We're not going to stick to the program. We never do. Is what he said. We never do. But uh, I do believe in easy believism. Believism. I believe that's what he said. Believism. Believism. I, I really do because it's just a matter of the thief on the cross. Yeah. He didn't have to go through anything. And the Lord said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Amen. Not later on. Not anything that he has to go through. So normally we put every obstacle before somebody wants to be saved. Right. But it's just a matter of whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it, and it and it's that simple. It's that simple. And if we could, it's it's a classic case, and I, and I hope that that that's that's the takeaway from today is that it is that simple. That's it right. seems hard, but like everything else in life and in faith, if we could get out of our own way, okay, it's just that simple. Well, see, it is that simple, but Jimmy's ringing us up, boy. He's giving us stuff for future broadcast. He says, do you come to church to worship or do you bring your worship to the church? Well, I'll tell you what I do. Both. Amen. Because I come to church to worship a risen Savior. Yeah. But I'm bringing my worship with me. I'm not going to leave it in the car. A lot of us will leave our worship in the car because we can get a lot happier when nobody's watching us. <laughs> I like people watching. I like I like to watch people get excited. And there were people that were saying amen. Oh yeah. And clapping yep. and raising their hands that I never thought they would. And that's what God does for you. Yep. God puts worship in them. So what I'm doing is this Sunday morning, I know it's uh, our time's about up, but this Sunday morning, I'm going to come to BWC bringing my worship and expecting worship to be here. I got one more thing to say about the simpleness of it. I think if we could remove every obstacle between a sinner and the cross and do everything in our power to get people to accept Jesus, we would be doing what Jesus and Paul were doing to the early church. They didn't have a set rule of anything. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And that's what we need to do mm -hmm. as Christians is don't worry about the obstacles. I know it's going to be hard living a Christian life and we'll do, we'll be dealing with that this year. But the thing about it is we have to remove the obstacles and realize that it's easy to be saved. It's hard to be a Christian. Yep. And that's the one thing about it is all you have to do is trust on the Lord with your heart. So okay. I, and I'll, my, my, parting words on, on that one is, and you've probably heard this in management a time or two, if I removed every obstacle out of your way, would you still do it? And I think, you know, skinny minute. that's it. And that's the thing is, so I, I think so many people have said, well, I'll get to that decision. Mm -hmm. I'll make that decision. I'll deal with that eventually because right now it's just too complicated. Right. Joining a church is too complicated. Getting baptized is too complicated. Finding faith is too complicated. So my, my question to everybody would be this. If we just wiped out every obstacle, right, 
And right. let's just make it that simple. We did today. Yep. There's no more obstacles. You don't have to find the right church. You don't have to find the right clothes to wear to the altar. You don't have to get clean before you get up there. So if we, if we've now removed every obstacle from you. So now my question is, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? So if what's stopping you is that you feel like you need a church who's not going to kick you out, then certainly me and this guy right here right. would love to have you. Wear the rattiest t-shirt you got. You'll match him. Oh, no, that's not ratty. It's brand new. It's brand new. He's in his sweats, y'all. Yep. He is definitely embracing the COVID. No, no, no. Uh, you, you, you have he to does understand. Have hey, you have to understand I went for my physical today. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. that I had to go to the doctor. So after it was over with, I came down here and I was working. Uh -huh. And I did have a shirt on. <laughs> That I, when I had my Zoom meetings, on. but no, I had my shirt on for my, my job when I had a Zoom meeting there today. You go. That's, I had change back out. But he's comfy, and we're okay. okay if you want to look just like that when you come in. So no matter what you're facing in life, come see us at BWC. Our services mm -hmm. start at 10.30 on Sunday mornings. Yes. Of course, we're here in College Grove. You can't miss us right off of Murfreesboro Road. Love to have you guys. There's a lot going on in the life of our church. Mm -hmm. uh, you can read all about that at findhope at bwc.org, or you can check us out on Facebook right here. And don't forget to download the H3 podcast. It will yep. be available. Tell your friends. Absolutely. Share it. It'll be available to you tomorrow at mm -hmm. uh, BWC, findhope at bwc.org. Thank you to everybody who has been a part of launching that. Quick end of the commercial. Yep. 5237 Murfreesboro Road, College Grove, but my number is 615-879-0669. And he's not Give kidding. Call. That's our number, but that connects you directly to him. How many churches anymore will direct you directly to their minister? Don't forget, if you're checking us out on Facebook, guys, there's a contest going on. We're officially in Valentine season now. So share with us, find the page. All about the love. Share with us your favorite scripture referring to love. We're going to have a contest. Miss Brittany's going to draw in the morning based on who shared the best. And uh, they've got a prize we're going to be giving away on Sunday. So uh, make sure you uh, contribute to that. Guys, don't forget next Wednesday we will not be on here because we'll be teaching a class so live we'll here at BWC. Join us for that. 6.30 is our dinner, mm -hmm. followed by our classes at 7. So looking forward to it. We'll be back here on the 15th, yep. right after Valentine's Day. And uh, we'll be covering, if we already have it in our hearts, why do we have to ask for it? So yep. something to think about between now and then. You guys have a great evening. God bless you. And remember, God loves you. BWC loves you. And these two old boys love you. Amen. <laughs> you guys have a great night, and have we will see you soon.